The following episode of Spoilers for Days was released on the Great Mates podcast on March 25th, 2019. Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Welcome back to Spoilers for Days, which is a mini-series here on Great Mates Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, or the thousandth time you're listening to us, we are a bunch of young Australians who usually talk about our lives here in Australia and pop culture on the internet. Um, You've caught us in summer season, which means we do things a little bit differently, and this mini-series is evidence of that. Uh, Spoilers for Days is what it says on the tin. We talk about shows we love. And there'll be lots and lots and lots of spoilers. So, if you haven't watched any of the shows that we're going to, we've been talking about for the last few episodes, go and binge them. Have a good binge. Have a good cry. Uh, have a good laugh. Um, and then come back and listen to our uh, banter, discussion, predictions for future seasons as well. So yeah, I am Josh, and with me is Nick. Howdy, everybody. <laughs> Um, so we are discussing the last four episodes of The Good Place, season three, which I believe is chapters 36 to 39. And yeah, this also means it's the end of our Good Place spoiler cast for now. But I guess we'll just get into the monologue, eh? Sure, ho <laughs> So once again, dear listener, please drop yourself in. In Janet's void, the humans all turn into Janet, keeping their own mannerisms and behaviours. Janet tries to differentiate them by putting them in their own styles of clothing and informs them that, as they weren't sent to either the good or bad place, they are now wanted interdimensional fugitives. The humans are left to their own devices while real Janet and Michael go into the neutral zone and find the accountant. However, it seems that the mere presence of the humans in the void is now interfering with Janet's main functions. Michael requests to look at Doug Forsett's file, and the head accountant reveals that he won't get into the good place. Chidi continues to deny that he did fall in love with Eleanor, and Janet starts to implode. The head accountant reiterates that the points are cold, objective, and factual, but Michael asks him to check who's made it into the good place. Surprise, surprise, no one's gotten into the good place for over 500 years, which leads a frustrated Michael to believe that no one can help. As Eleanor begins to lose herself, Jason and Tahani wander off into the Great White Beyond and stumble upon Janet's collection of memories of her relationship with Jason. Chidi finally confesses his love for Eleanor and saves Janet from imploding. Janet vomits the non-Janet humans back up and into the accounting department. Michael sends the squad away, where they stumble into a sorting room which appears to be the good place. The squad aren't sure that they're in the good place, but after a deep breath they are indeed convinced, but they can't get caught. Unfortunately for them, cheery male woman Gwendolyn greets them. She informs them that the actual good place is about 500 trillion miles north-south north from where they are, but Eleanor so desperately wants to make it. Chidi tries to calm her down by taking her on a date and dresses up as a hot mailman. She both loves and hates this, but Chidi reminds her of their entire romantic relationship and they have sex in the closet. Back in the mailroom, Michael asks Gwendolyn about the way to contact the committee, which he gleefully provides and Jason is conflicted about his own feelings about Janet after discovering her shrine in the void. 
Tahani encourages him to talk to her, which doesn't go down well. She tries to help the situation by rescinding her marriage to Jason, but it only gets worse. The Good Place Committee arrives at the Correspondence Centre and are actually really sickly sweet rule-abiding folk. Unfortunately for Michael, they just love rules and so will take a literal eternity to sort this out. Once again, another frustrated Michael seeks advice from Tahani and she posits that any action can have unintended consequences. Gwendolyn uncovers their lies and says that she's going to alert Jen, but Michael's way ahead of her. The squad meets the judge at the IHOP and after Jason's monologue about context convinces Jen to go to Earth, which she doesn't enjoy at all. After discussing unintended consequences, Sean is brought in to provide some perspective on the bad place. In the boardroom, Michael and Sean argue about the objectivity of the point system and Chidi falls into another dimension and sees the time knife. After being rescued by Janet, he explains that they need to repeat the experiment with a new group of humans. After debating the location to put this new neighbourhood, they all pay a visit to Mindy St. Clair's who isn't terribly pleased to see them but gets a devilish grin when she mentions Derek. Janet explains to Jason the time when she creates Derek and is surprised at his development as a non-human entity. Jen lays the ground rules for the second experiment, to which Michael and Sean reluctantly agree. Janet decides to become the birth mother to all of the other residents, and Michael gets a call from Sean, who awaits his failure. Eleanor checks in on Michael as the timer starts counting down, but there is just one problem. Michael can't do it. The first human wakes up, but Michael's still in the swings of his massive, massive panic attack. Eleanor decides to take his place as architect and introduces the new human, John, to the neighbourhood. It comes to pass that John was a gossip blogger on Earth who harassed Tahani, and the squad realises that Sean picked people who would personally torture Jason, Chidi, Eleanor and Tahani to basically guarantee a win for the bad place. Simone turns up in the anteroom but after pleading with Jen are unable to change things for either Tahani or Chidi. Chidi comes to the realisation that in order for the squad to succeed, Michael has to wipe his memory before he, too before he died in the original timeline. The rest of the team want to come up with an alternate plan, but it dawns on them that Chidi was right. After a long emotional goodbye, an angry Eleanor vents to Janet about the fairness of what had happened and questions the purpose of love. Janet explains that the fun of humanity is in the entropy of it all, which includes love, and Eleanor welcomes Chidi into the neighbourhood. This last uh, set of episodes really is... Well, really was a uh, an emotional roller coaster, especially the last one, and I I kind of felt like we needed to uh, you know I didn't know where we were going to end up uh, at the end of the season. I didn't expect it to be uh, cheaty, self sacrificing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Nick, how did you feel about these last sets of episodes after Earth? It is very much like a toddler with a tower of blocks. Mm -hmm. They happily build it up and then they smash it down like the Tyrannosaurus they are. (laughs) Ah, goodness me. But yeah. Yeah, it really... It's like once you hit Pandemonium, the final episode of this season... Yeah. You're, you, you're just dead inside. Like, it's hard to... Even re-watching it, like, I knew what was coming. I knew the lines that were going to just make me cry. Yeah. And it's still, I was like, no. No, you can't do this to me, guys. Why? Yeah, it's... Yeah, and... It's it's so interesting that a 20-minute... Or twenty-two-minute American sitcom on network television can have this 
effect on people. Mm, definitely. Like, it's just that smart writing. Yeah. And it's not... I wouldn't call it um, emotionally baiting because the story kind of developed that way. Yeah, I... I mean, uh, there is some baiting in there, but... But, I mean, not... It's, yeah, but it's not what the primary primary antithesis is. Yeah, yeah. I I had the same feeling to re-watching this episode today um, before we recorded. I was like, I know it's coming, but... Ooh, my heart feels like it's been ripped out of my chest and stomped upon. Um, yeah, so I guess what we'll try to do is we'll try and do this chronologically. So starting with the Janet episode, and by the way, I really do feel like um, Darcy should have won an award of some kind for that. Um <laughs> Well, in classic Nick fashion, I have lists again. And mm-hmm. my first dot point is, give this woman all the awards. Yes. Because she really deserves all the awards for not only nailing all the humans, mm. but also doing... Oh, it's just so good. Between the neutral Janet and good Janet and previously bad Janet. And, like, Darcy plays... Like, at least eight, if not a dozen different characters throughout this show, including, like, various forms of this Janet. Mm-hmm. It's, uh She... So much talent. Yeah, I know. And I, um... And, like, if you, we refer to the Good Place to Podcast, which we will obviously do, it's a great... It's a great accompaniment to this series. Uh, you should definitely go watch it, uh, listen to it. Mm. I mean, um, yeah, just just listening to Darcy sort of um, explain the process of how she, um, you know, became every other uh, main character, basically, um, and how supportive the like Ted and the rest of the cast and the crew were to, you know, provide her as much support as she could. Because, as you can imagine, if you watch the show, and this episode in particular, um, that is basically her in multiple, you know, many different positions, and then they just have to cut, sort of, um, cut her in. Yeah, it's it's a variation of action-reaction shots. Yeah. Extra work and, like, dummy puppet work yeah and it's a lot and it's like literally it's it's a white wall it's a white room that she would be standing in and doing this you know either by herself or just with ted um and like the woman deserves like recognition for how much bloody oh yeah well (sighs) even and i mean as as you develop as an actor you kind of get better at this but there's Mm. the scenes where it's uh, Jason, Jason, uh, Jason Janet, and Tahani Janet looking at the air-mounted oh. TV screen. Yes, and that is just Darcy looking at nothing, mm-hmm. talking to nothing, mm-hmm. and then later on doing the exact same thing. Yep, like that's <gasps> oh my god, that's some serious level. Not only talent, but also, like, self-confidence to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Definitely. It's like, holy shit. Props, props to, props to Darcy for doing it. Um, this episode also brought us, um, some kind of familiar faces, I guess. Stephen Merchant, the tall, lanky British man. Uh, <laughs> The very tall, lanky British man. Taller than Ted Danson. Um, so that's how... Yeah. Um, he he just suits that character of an accountant. Um, yeah, the, the dorky, no-humor humorous character. Yes. <laughs> I feel like he's typecast as that. Kind of. Yeah, but it, it works for him. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He, he does lean into it. Um... Yeah, <laughs> and and for a bit role, I don't think that's that's that big of a deal. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, but yeah, and plus just the chance to work on this show. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, don't ever turn down a role on The Good Place, um, I, unless you're Nick Offerman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he didn't know what he was getting into. That is that is true. Um, that is true. I guess, yeah. As a as a featured extra, never turn down an offer to work on The Good Place. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, this episode also brought us neutral Janet. Um, and God, I love neutral Janet. <laughs> just the... the I, I, mm. I know we're going chronological here, but even just the comparison between neutral Janet... And Janet trying to be, to be neutral, neutral Janet. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you can tell she's not Such... doing it right. Um, <laughs> Such uh, talent. Oh, Such oh. adaptability. God bless. Um, but yeah, this episode is basically where we realised that no one was good enough to get into the good place. Um, the threshold has not changed, but... No human in 521 years, I believe. Um, I do believe. Was able to get in. So, since the mid... What is that? 16th I mean, century? Have, 15th? Late yeah, 15th century? Fif- yeah, 15, 15, 16. Which raises which re- big flags about Mindy Sinclair. <laughs> oh, how she got... That is true, right? So the thing, yeah, like how the thing with Mindy is that uh, she was a power trash ba- human, trash human who did lines of cocaine nearly every day, um, but then decided that she would spend all of her in a very du- in a very dug manner. Yes, of just being so high on drugs that you have no idea <laughs> what the fuck's going on, having a mental implosion. And coming up with this one idea. Yeah. To save the world, um, basically give, like, putting all her money and investing it into a not-for-profit. Um, that would, that would break the question. How much was she worth if she, if she somehow was able to just get into, you know, potentially get I mean, it into the good place like she may have been able to swindle some money here and there from other people as well mm-hmm. which as, as a trash human that wouldn't surprise me mm-hmm. but again the the following episode mm-hmm. counteracts that idea yes because again 
we're trying to say linear, but we're here now. We're, no. The following episode <laughs> says that life has got so complicated that by making one decision, you're making many decisions that have negative point consequences. Yeah. So while while she did come up with this one big idea that later on proved to be successful, if she's stealing money from people, she's investments got a you you're going to be investing in shit bags and terrible humans. Mm-hmm. You're going like that's got to have a lot of negative negative points to it. Yeah. So how does how was she just not instantly sent down because if no one's doing it as maybe that's a like, maybe that's a no season Gandhi, four like, like thing yeah i i feel like that's such, we need to close this we need to like yeah it's such an obvious plot hole that it kind of does need to be addressed yeah definitely like no gandhi no uh mother Teresa, no golden girl um <laughs> uh no harriet tubman um, basically what happens is I, I, I did a quick calculation. So this episode was the last one to be released in 2018. So take away 521 years leaves you with the year 1497. So we're on the cusp of the 16th century, which is five years after Columbus, um, invaded the Americas and is the same year that uh, Vasco da Gama sails around the Cape of Good Hope towards India. So, um, you know, I guess I guess at the height of European colonization of the the undiscovered world, um, is that the reason why no one got into the good place? Is it because colonialism? <laughs> is it the oh, age of discovery? That's... Yeah, that's that's another negative consequence of colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got to think, like, to get a bit morbid here... Yes. Like, some some of the slaves that chose to jump overboard and drown rather than being slaves, like, they've got to have lived good lives with no modern consequences to their actions. Yeah, that's true. And... I suppose you could... No, because everyone's been hunters, so it's not like... Because, mm. yeah, that's the question. If if you're killing animals, is that a negative points? Is that negative points? Because that kind of fucks over hunter-gatherers a bit. But yeah. then people still... They've said people have got into the good place previous. Yes, previous to 1497, so, people were able to get into the good place. So, um... Hmm. We also see... Doug's total, which is a positive total, yep. and he's still destined to go down south. Yes. So, yeah, like, hunting can't have that that bad of a negative consequence to your goodness. Mm. That's true. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll also have this question answered next season. Um, but, yeah, um... Did you did you have any fun bits from from this episode in particular? I love the cake bit though. We have another cake bit. Well, <laughs> so many cake bits. Mike, Mike sure loves a good cake bit. Um, well, earlier this week I saw a, I believe it was on Instagram from the Good Place account of in season one when Eleanor destroys 
the dream cake. Ah, uh, yes. And then later on in this season where she punches her own face <laughs> out of the cake. Uh-huh. The girl loves a good cake punching. She does. She loves she loves to put her hands in cake. Um that is that is ASMR material right there. <laughs> uh but yeah. Um What what else? What else is um, there? That that all humans are just weird sex at acts <laughs> like that's that's all humanity is yes just just finding uh, finding things to either shove a penis into or put things into a vagina um or butthole or butthole or any other penetrable orifice any yes um also so matt the weed sex demon yes well, accountant. No, not, not demon. He's not really a he's demon. Not a demon. <laughs> he's not a demon. He's not evil. So he he files for suicide. Can mm-hmm. he can he die? Like, or is that just retirement? Like, can he only oh, be retired? I see. Because we raised this before: is that demons can't be killed? Oh well, they can't be killed by Janet. Um, the only way that you can end their existence is by retirement. Um, good question. As accountants, I don't think... I think they'd just be reincarnated. <laughs> Maybe? So so their matter is disintegrated and they just form Reformed. a new accountant? I Yes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe in a... Yeah, maybe in a matter cannot be created or destroyed, only changed... Yes. ...type of way. Yep. Uh, obeying thermodynamics. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say they're just, you know, transformed into another accountant. Um, but then again, it's a never-ending cycle of, you know, people, uh, accountants being. <laughs> well, I mean, really, aren't aren't humans just dead humans smushed together in different ways, with different brain impulses? Yeah, yeah. You know, we 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 might get this into that. This is the that. type of talk that freaks. Yeah, this is where we can get real deep as the STEM boys. Yes, yes, yes. Concepts of you know teleportation and oh god, um, multiverse theories. Wonderful. Um, what else was there? This one had the really emotional uh, bit of Eleanor imploding and Chi. Oh, the, the finally, beautiful... Finally, like, confessing his love for her. Yeah, the, the beautiful changing Eleanor uh, string yes. is real. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, oh, real, real emotional. And, you know, that we're on the roller coaster already, um, basically. Uh, but, yeah. Which, which then later on leads to some... Uh, to seem very interesting, <laughs> Janet on Janet on Eleanor on Shady Action. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and and listening to the behind the scenes like knowledge of what is happening is that uh, Darcy's basically on a uh, turntable, motorized turntable, <laughs> um, and then they have to sort of. She has to fake kiss 
pretend to kiss someone in, like, you know, who is who is next to her, who is going to be herself. <laughs> it's just so confusing, but very intriguing. I, I mean, yeah, you could easily do that with double work. But... Because an- mm. another of the points I have is, like, if you look closely, you can tell, like, it, especially when you've watched so much Good Place. Oh, that's true. You, can, you kind of, like, know Darcy's general face shape and body shape. So you can kind if you focus, you can tell wh- where are the extras. And pretty much it's, it's any time where a human Janet doesn't have their face to the camera. So you could technically oh, yeah. do it with... You could do it with doubles where, especially, like you say it a lot with Tahani and Eleanor Janet with long hair, mm-hmm. the hair can kind of hide the face, use double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets a bit hard, harder with, with Judy Janet. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and Jason. Oh my God. Janet. Uh, Darcy, Darcy nailed, she's Darcy so nailed, good at the... Darcy nailed yeah. Manny's like everything. <laughs> So well. Which she later on does in, in the, the final in episode. In the final episode. Yes. We'll get yeah. to that. Um, we oh will. Oh, my God. We will. But... Oh, dear. But, yeah. The only other real point I have is, of course, Eleanor is into Janet. I mean... She's fucking into everyone. I mean, you know, uh, men, yeah. women, non-human entities. Um, <laughs> if they're... If they're... See, that's the thing, right? We're referencing this, um, the final episode. She's also into Satan, basically. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean... Uh, if Satan was bald with a goatee. Like, you look at the devil from... I mean, just Tenacious Day, Pick of Destiny. Not a great film, mm-hmm. but the devil in it is quite... <laughs> can you, can you find that? An alright looking dude. Can you find a picture for me and... St- put it in oh, yeah i chat. can easily do that but i mean like it's not like a sexy looking guy uh-huh. but, i mean decent sometimes, enough <laughs> yeah like <laughs> plus if, if you're into like the, the the red skin and maybe a bit of the horns oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's true maybe just like you know eleanor eleanor is the bi icon we we didn't know we needed, but we actually do really need her. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, we should probably move on to Book of Dogs, which is... Uh, oh, the dogs. Book of Dogs. Um, yeah, they're in the good place. They're actually in the good place. Um, if if the... Well, well, four Oreos from the good place. From the... From the area that is designated the good place. From the non-male room. Yes. Basically the good place there. If if the swear word substitute wasn't enough, take a deep breath and uh you'll you'll smell what you most desire. Um oh my goodness. Eleanor with the water park uh chlorine mixed in with vomit is just Something. And Chidi yeah. even calls it out. It's like, what? Why? Yeah, h- how? Uh, how, why? how is this comforting for you? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I I also have a a thing to pick with that, which is Tahani specifies it's the curtain being drawn between first class and economy. Yes. Tahani ain't flying first class. <laughs> private she's jet. Either going, yeah, she's either going private jet or at least that weird apartment thing that Emirates or Eddie had have now. Ah, yes. Um, That's where it's like $10,000 and you have an apartment in the sky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know mm, what she... Oh, I mean, no, you'd still take a private plane even if you were just, you know, going between like, Great British... Within Europe? Yeah, you'd still be taking the private jet. It's probably quicker. Probably. You can have your own snacks. Yeah. You can leave and, like, you can leave whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Gil got a private jet. Yeah. I mean... Or, or she's using someone else's. Cause <laughs> Airbnb. She got no... She got the Airbnb <laughs> yeah. account. Yeah, it's 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 Air, Airbnb. Airbnb. It's an Airs, it's an Airs airplane. <laughs> yes. H-E-I-R-B-N-B. Ah, uh, bless. And, and unfortunately, as we've learned in the last couple of days... Bottles holding a Super Bowl trophy is sounding more and more impossible. Oh, we'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to this. Um, but yeah, uh, were you uh, taken aback by um, the lady that played Gwendolyn at how I guess how big that person her personality was? I've seen her in stuff before, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a surprise, but it was like, is this really the good place I want to be in? Mm-hmm. Like, like my good place would not include glitter. <laughs> glitter would be the last thing I would want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's definitely some you're in the fake good place torture bullshit right there. Yeah, glitter just everywhere <laughs> and you never being able to get rid of it all. True, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah. Um I guess I was kind of surprised at um Nicole Barr being cast as Gwendolyn, but maybe not really, uh given that I've I've seen her on um Nailed It, which is that Netflix show. Um God. Which which she says she loves hosting, but also hates hosting. Yes, because you know because so tasting many the food. people can't cook. And the thing is, right, she brings up that the fact that all of the cake mixes that they have are box mixed. So it's like, how how do you fuck up box mix cake? Uh, apparently people I do. mean, it's not, it's not hard to fuck it up, but also Surely, it's pretty easy to get right. Yeah. I mean, like... like oh, my God. oh, like, I've fucked up box, box mix before, mm, mm. but that's probably, like, once or twice in the probably close to 100 times I've used a box mix before. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you probably run it, like, a one... Like, less than 5% chance of fucking it up, and they still find a way to fuck it up. Yeah, they do. They do. Good yeah. Lord. Um, but, yeah, this... Good place. I don't think I would. I would even want this good place. Um, it it looks. Um, it looks damp. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? It's like if you look uh, at the setting m- of musky. it, musky, musky. It it's like there's it mold. Musky. 
it's like you could, you know, if you took away the, um, the ability to smell whatever your favorite smell is, it probably smells of like wet mold growing from the carpet. Um, but it, it is very like, um, I do like the wood, but maybe mm, even then, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it just looks like musky and like muggy. Um, (laughs) that is not the good place that I like. Um, I would want. Um, but yeah. And, um, I just, I just love the, the, the weird comic, like, comicness of this episode in particular. Just the fact that Janet, Janet blows up the, the, yeah. The, the, (laughs) yeah, why does Janet blow it up for one? Also, how, how does the last person get into the shoot? Because you have to push the button and the person goes up. Uh, so maybe maybe person... Janet conjured up a stick? <laughs> yeah, so that, I suppose. Like a selfie stick to, to, you know, hit the button and then she... <laughs> yeah, yeah Janet, ha- Janet has her powers. Yeah, so, Janet. yeah. Yeah, yeah, J- yeah, Janet just makes a stick. There yeah, we go. That Janet just that. makes a stick. <laughs> this, is, this is how you solve things in the realm of um, the Good Place show universe, is that Janet is able to conjure up things in, uh, as long as she's not on Earth. So obviously, um, everything is solvable with Janet. <laughs> um, but yeah, she blows the, she blows the safe up and then, like, on cue, a picture frame falls down. <laughs> oh, oh, bless. And then, yeah, and then you go through the, it is nice to be here. It and is not, not nice, nice to, to not, not be, be here. here. <laughs> End of conversation. <laughs> Darcy. Oh, bless. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, after that... Um, we also just have some beautiful Jason moments in this episode. Oh, okay, the, of, okay I, I just have to say, like, these last three episodes... Like, this last set of episodes... Oh, uh, like, yeah. Jason is, like, such a, such, a, such a sweet little puppy. I'm like, oh, my God. We, we'll get to... We'll get to the Probably next my episode. favourite Jason. Oh, the episode, like the last episode, play is one of my favourite Jason moments of all time. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. But, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, in this episode, we have, it's nice to know I can talk about girls with my, my wife. wife. <laughs> oh, no, 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 The line, okay. When, when Tahani rescinds the marriage, right? It's like, and then, and then, um, and then... She realizes she's kind of fucked up a bit, and then she rescinds the rescinding of the marriage. And it's like, <laughs> oh, so what does he say? He says something about like, um, something related to marriage and being alone, and it and like that him and like, oh, Jason, you sweet puppy boy. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's something like. I, I remember it being like remembering I'm dead. I'm like, yeah, that's got to suck. <laughs> same time, in the previous episode... Yes. Je- I'm pretty sure Jason forgets that they're dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, in the following episode. I'm pretty sure Jason forgets they're dead. Uh-huh. Probably. Like, he's... <laughs> Jason... Oh, it's... Here, right, in the beginning, it's like when Gwen... When Gwendolyn asks Tahani and Jason how they met, it's like, we met in brain school and then we got married because nothing mattered. <laughs> oh. oh, Jason, I love you. So much, but you are so all kinds of like 
stupid. My god. Can we also just like talk about the uh, date scene in, I believe it's the second act of this episode, where Chidi like tries tries to make good on, you know, finally finally making this relationship official. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, get the champagne out. That is gratitude. That is a gift. Hang on, I have the quote here. Here's some champagne for you for thanking me for thanking you for thanking me for thanking you for thanking me for the champagne you sent me. <laughs> and then, which Chidi replies with, "Pop, pop that, that bench." <laughs> Oh, oh, bless, bless, bless. And then, obviously, Chidi goes and transforms into Hotmail Man. Um, this is the only other time we'll see William Jackson Harper's musculature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear me. Um, I'm scrolling through... We also find out... We also find out this episode what a plot is. Well, no, no we, get a we don't know what plot then I, is. Then I googled it just to know what the fuck it is, and it's the stupidest humans destroying the environment thing ever. What is it? It is a non-first generation hybrid of a Japanese plum and an apricot. So a nectarine, but huh? Well, it- so you take a Japanese plum and an mm-hmm. apricot mm-hmm. and you splice you splice them. Okay. You get you get a what's it called? A Is it a cutting? Apri- well no 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 the, the plant itself is called a Oh what the fuck it was I can't remember. But it's it's a stupid hybrid plum apricot jamming the name together. Uh-huh. And then if you breed that with one of itself, I feel... No, because it wouldn't have seeds. That's it. Oh, it might have seeds. But whatever. Mm. It's So, any any non-first generation, so it's not a direct crossing of... So, it's a, a second... Plum. So, it's a second or below, basically. Yes. Okay. And apparently they're very sweet, but also... Fucking stop crossing shit. Like, stop making frankenfruit. <laughs> Plums and apricots already suck enough. You don't need to make them suck more. <laughs> oh, dear. But, oh, that... Just that committee. Oh, my God, could I stab him? <laughs> oh, oh, trust. Um, You know, that is like... They're very frustrating, um, and again, because oh, a, normal committees are frustrating enough. The, the, these are going to take like, two hundred mm, years to choose people, and then another thousand years to see if they're actually non-bias. Yes, and then oh, I've dealt with bullshit like that. Oh dear, dear me. Anything? Um... Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm scrolling through the. Um script now for that Jason quote. Um it's I feel both pitied and no 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 that's not that. It's a nice gesture. I feel both pitied and put on the spot, so that's one. And it's a cool reminder of how I'm dead. <laughs> oh, oh Jason Jason. <laughs> Jason baby. Oh baby boy. 
dear. Oh, God. Um, is there anything else from this episode that stands out to you? Uh, so, uh, a an, an great, ta- a great, very Tahani moment of of her going through everything with Michael. Uh-huh. Michael being like, "You've done it," and her being and her saying, "Of course I did, darling." <laughs> <laughs> did what? Uh, did what? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you you know what's also a great Tahani bit, but also very um sort of self owned for the British. It's like I'm British. We never cry. <laughs> Ah, oh, that line is great. They, uh, this episode has great moments for all of the... Which, I mean, Good Place is pretty good at making sure that every actor has, like, a pivotal scene in that episode. Yeah. Yeah, and this and this one, I think, in particular, um, stands out because everyone has, um, you know, a few, a few good quotable stuff. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and finally just some a a line that can be held by all of humanity from now on being a good being a good person gets a bit harder. Yeah. It is hard to be good sometimes. It is. It is especially especially when um people are right cunts sometimes um and you have a moldy orange leading what people <laughs> call the free world yeah but anyway we press on um the next episode obviously um michael summoned jen the judge into the ihop the interdimensional hole of pancakes um where you don't eat the pancakes the pancakes eat you um and Jason, I, I think, needs to be reminded of the fact that... Too many times. Yeah, one too many times. Um, that you can't um, eat these pancakes. And it's not the IHOP that he was thinking of. Uh, oh, dear. When when they do eventually get to the IHOP, yes. I kind of hope that they're not all real pancakes, because it's a waste of pancakes. True. Because when they're in the actual IHOP... Yeah. Every single table, every single flat surface yeah. has like a, a foot like foot tall piles of pancakes. Oh, okay. If if those aren't all need noggled, um Yeah, true. If they're not all VFX and if set deck and you know um yeah. what is what is catering called? I forget I forget how good Craft services. Craft services. I forget. I forget how good knee noggle is. But but still, like if it if it wasn't all knee doggling, and if craft services did have like you know stacks of pancakes, I'm sure like they they only you know took what five takes at most, and then decided you know what we'll just hand these out to the staff, and then we'll just put the new batch of a new stack of pancakes on each table in time for the next yes. set of. Shots. Well, I mean. In in this episode, we find out via the Good Place podcast yes. that there is a scene missing where they before they go to the boardroom, yes. they go to a ballpark. Is it? It's a baseball stadium. Uh, a at, baseball stadium. Atlanta. Yes. I think it's at whatever Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Braves are the huh? Huh? unless wait, they, wait, wait, baseball. The, the baseball, I believe, is the. 
Yeah, Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves, Mm -hmm. yes. And Jason has a hot dog and a beer. Yes. And because they cut out that scene, Neednagle changes the beer to water. Yes. So... And it's, it's... Ostensibly, some very frothy water, I will point out. And it's very purpley water. <laughs> yeah, he did his best. I mean, you know, he's not hes not Christ, he's reverse Christ. No. <laughs> well, in, in the spate of one season, he does destroy a community and then rebuild it, just using the same shot in reverse. Yes, just, pull, just reverse the shot. Um, yeah, but yeah. Oh God! Um, oh, and and just a straight need noggle call out with the need noggle. Yes, yes. The, the weird slug that um, turns into a wonderful scarf, um, but tiny. Which still sp- can't be touched. It still can't no be touched touch. because she, yeah, no, no touchy, touch. no touchy. Um, because you're gonna die, um, dear me. Uh, yeah. And this episode when um. When we bring, oh well, let, let's let's get back to my Rudolph's reappearance on the Good Place. <laughs> She's so thirsty for Chidi. Jesus oh, Christ! Way, way too thirsty. She and I she mean, wants that. She at the wants start. The... He is in the mailman outfit. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, oh dear, dear me, she. You can tell. You can tell. The judge wants that D, and that D is for a direct mail. Um, she's just way too thirsty. Um, mm. And and the fact that Chidi has no context for who uh, who she is, and because none of them would have realized that they, you know, they'd visited her before. No. Um, yeah, that's just some random, like, straight, flat-out flirting. Yeah. To, to Chidi, it would be the weirdest shit. Especially after Chidi's just had all this stuff last episode with Eleanor. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, there's that. But also, when she goes to Earth and... Um, you know, visits a few places like Paraguay and a Black Friday oh sale, and um, and they, ha- they she they- finds out she's a black woman. Yes, and people don't like black women. It's tough, um, but also the the very the very um, slight, like you know, um, very subtle reference to Chick Fil A. Um, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. God. I mean, it could also technically, I mean, it's not so much chicken, but you also do have in and out with their ostensibly religious connotations. Yeah, that's true. Although this was, this is real obvious that it was Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes, very obvious. Very obvious. Um, but yeah, oh, goodness me. And then, and then we get Sean, um, our Lord and Savior Mark Evan Jackson, um, who appears to be torturing Shakespeare with the plot for the Entourage movie. I have not watched no, Entourage. The Entourage at all. Two. The Entourage. No, no, no sorry. The, the, the it is the movie. movie. Yes, correct. <laughs> Don't. Yes, the movie. I I get too confused. Too many shit movies. 
<laughs> too many movies with Ronda Rousey that are st- just terrible. <laughs> As a WWE fan, I have to fucking deal with Ronda at the moment. She's fucking breaking the business, I tell ya. No. But that's for another day. <laughs> Fuck you, Ronda. <laughs> dear, dear lord. But yes, you get Sean, and Sean is explaining uh, the plot to the Entourage movie to Shakespeare. And, oh, goodness me. And learning what the actual line was supposed to finish off with is, from, from the podcast is brilliant. Um, uh, but yeah and I also think like Chidi falling into a portal a dimensional hole um that scene was funny um but yeah. also can yeah. someone grab my tiny boyfriend is definitely my favourite honey I shrunk the kids spin off ah yes <laughs> someone someone grab my tiny boyfriend <laughs> that's also just a meta joke for like People who listen to the same three podcasts as I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Nick! I love great meta jokes. Ah, oh, so many. Everyone so... also go listen to Dynamic Banter. Oh dear. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, dear, dear me. Uh... But we also get a reference to Simone. Yes, a callback. Which callback and setup. Yes. Um, and it's like, I guess looking back on it, right, this episode was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of shocked that we wrote, they wrote Simone out so early, given that she was a character that you could have built so much more story on. So, um, this, this callback to Simone, um, had me going like, okay, so are we going to get Simone, maybe? Uh, and that kind of paid off um, in the final episode. But yeah, um, I am... Hmm. Oh, yes, we're only talking about the first half. We haven't even gone past... Yeah, we haven't even got to... Yet. They Wendy decide, said. because as Simone said, you have to repeat the experiment. Yes. You have to get new people in, so they yes. decide to restart the original good place, yeah. bad place mm-hmm. torture test. Well, yes. there's no torture this time. No. It's just them trying to better people. Yeah. But um, I, I yeah. do see, because this continues into our next two episodes mm-hmm. and into season four, I do see Sean trying to throw a bit of torture in there. Oh, I mean, you know, that is that is a given. Um, there's an entire arc probably waiting for, uh, something to do with Vicky in a skin suit. Um, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to Vicky in a Michael skin suit very soon. Uh, but anyway, we get to Mindy's and having, having realized that, um, the actress that plays, the actor that plays Mindy Sinclair was actually very pregnant I had to look again at to see um, if I could tell, and you can actually tell um, that that what she's wearing is a little bit, you know, uh, you can well, tell that's, where that's what happens when when you sleep with a with as, as it's called Janet's son rebound booty, booty call. call. 
<laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, and the fact that he describes his penis as almost fully developed and quite resplendent. <laughs> so, so here, here's a question for you, Nick. Um, how do you think Derek's penis was developed from tip to shaft or shaft to tip? What? <laughs> How do you think the penis developed? Well, I mean, it like it grows like a tree. <laughs> Starts off as a little tree, and it becomes a slightly larger tree. <laughs> but this is obviously Derek logic we're talking, so you know. True, it is Derek. <laughs> this the is man this. will just drink a glass of olives and call oh it a martini. <laughs> oh God, that. That was just, yeah. But but the look on Jason's face when he sees Derek appear, like, you know. Oh, it's so sad. He's sad, boy. Derek in a, in, a, in a tux, drinking, well, drinking in air quotes, a martini. It's like, oh, baby boy. Poor Jason. <laughs> this sweet, sweet, sweet baby boy is just like, oh, God. He's real jealous. Um, even even if Janet does explain to him that, you know, um, Derek is someone that she made out of um, anger. Uh, uh, and as she quotes, and she calls him, Sun Rebound Booty Call. Um, goodness me. But yeah. Um... And then they have to create the neighborhood, obviously, which leads to the, um, we'll just save, um, David Noggle, uh, a few days, um, and just reuse old footage from the, uh, uh is it the second to last episode of season two? Maybe the third last? I can't remember. Basically the shot that they, the shot of the neighborhood going away, um, they, uh, just use that exact shot just in reverse. Uh, with with some minor alterations. Yes, because it's but not, not alterations. Not um, but also not alterations that are going to be like a week in just development. They're small yeah. alterations that would have taken like half a day, a day. Just mm-hmm. one so it's not as noticeable and to add a couple more nice little details. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Um yeah, we we get the we get the neighborhood back, um, and it is it is interesting to see that Eleanor, um, Eleanor, for some reason wanted to use uh, you know get the house that she was given, um, and her justification was is that she and Chidi basically met there and you know, they could use it as. Um, yeah, it's the house that they... And it's a perfect in. place to study philosophy. Yes, that is true. That is very, Slash very true. sex. Ah, we'll <laughs> get to that. Ah, how the tables have turned. <laughs> it, is, it is very interesting to see the role reversal, where Chidi is now the one that is mad horny, and Eleanor is actually the one that is like, we need to, we need to actually let them uh, learn philosophy and all this, you know, all this other stuff. 
Yeah, um, the tables have really <clears throat> turned in these episodes. Mm. Like, my last note for this episode is Michael has changed big time. Because, like, Michael, like, season one Michael would not have an existential breakdown about not no. being able to properly run. He'd be like, I got this, I'm going to throw a bit of torture in there, and they're not going to know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. true. And I think we said this before, is that um, both Michael and Janet are becoming more human over time. Um, yeah, it's it's just very interesting to see them gain humanity. Um, but yeah, it's just very interesting to see, I guess, Eleanor and Theory in particular um, swap roles. Yeah. We also see that uh, Michael does still have a Doug Forsyth poster. Yes. I I had to rewatch this particular episode because, as I said in um, the Season 3 Part 2 spoiler cast, I wondered if he was actually going to use the the photo that he took of Doug Forsyth when he was 68 um, in Canada. Uh, No. um, And I guess now that we know that... Now that Michael knows the whole thing about unintended consequences is that he he believes that as long as if if the experiment is successful, Doug Forsett will get into the good place. Um, but does Doug actually deserve to go in the good place? Is one of my big questions. Mm, and that and that is a very interesting question to pose. Is that yeah? Does he deserve to get in? Um, it depends, I guess, and we're going to prediction territory here, is that it depends how much context they will, you know, if, if in a future episode we do find out that um, the, the human, you know, the souls god are indeed successful in, in finishing this experiment. It's like, where do you draw the line with context? And, but it will be interesting if one episode we get Doug Forsett, who has died on Earth, appearing in, you know, in the good well, place. Well, we, or... we still have two humans left. Mm-hmm. So we could have... Oh, no, I don't think so. I think we I, might... I don't yeah. think so either. I think we're probably looking... Because so far we have someone related to Jason and someone related... Well, to left, we have someone related to Jason and someone related to Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say is that, well, the bad place technically aren't allowed to, um, pick people that will be torturous. So, mm, maybe we'll see Eleanor's ex. I mean, yeah. Like a mutual, you know, someone that she ended a relationship on a relatively good term. Um... Or maybe the maybe the um, the the guy from the environmental place. Yeah, he <laughs> died of malnutrition. The, the, not the, enough protein. The sexy Victorian <laughs> malnourished guy. Um, but maybe for Jason. Uh, ooh, maybe if if Jason. Okay, so it can't be Pillboy. It won't be his dad. 
Um, no, they they just bring him too much happiness. Yeah. Uh, Un- unless, unless they choose, because Jason is in his Jianyu outfit. Yes. So, unless... Oh, okay. Unless we pick they someone. Send, yeah, they send one of the two who have died yep. to purposely break the experiment. Like, Jason is just going to be so out of it. He's just going to start... Ah, uh, yes. He, he w- really Everything's wants gonna to. Everything's going to be his butthole. <laughs> oh, we get the... Uh, <gasps> I forgot. We get the butthole again. Maybe. Oh, actually, oh we will. Come the on. The apartment. Yeah, you may as well give him the butthole. <laughs> but it's like a new and improved butthole. <laughs> More spacious than the last? More roomy. <laughs> More accommodating. Um. <laughs> oh, this is just a deep hole we can go into. A, a very, very deep hole. Like, you know, more than, more than, more than fist deep. Um. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, we're terrible. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I don't know who, who you would pick. Maybe, oh, maybe, um... If it has to be a decent challenge, someone from Jason's um, life as a dancer, um, maybe Peanut, because we've mentioned Peanut, or maybe are we going to go with um, Sheila, Doggy Dogs? Um, ex-girlfriend who Jason framed for boogie board yeah. theft, um, all the way back in I believe season one. Um, maybe who knows? Honestly, like <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but it, yeah, it will be going interesting back to, to find this out. episode, we have many, this episode, many things awaiting us in um, season four. Actually, uh, was very interesting because when we did a, when we, you know, Nick and I, we did a um, spoiler cast about the first five episodes of The Good Place season three, and I believe the first few episodes of um, Doctor Who. In, in our regular season, I brought up the prediction, uh, a season four prediction, that um, somehow all of the humans would become good place architects. And you find out towards the end of this episode that Eleanor becomes the architect. If it was, if there is going to be one last season, I would think that it would be closing off Michael and Janet's arcs. Yeah. And see, I potentially... I see it as kind mm-hmm. of... Or at least the second half of this season. It being yeah. to keep this podcast on brand. Good place <laughs> clear eye. Oh. Oh. Maybe. Who knows, really. And I'm, and I'm going to spitball this idea. I'm going to put this idea out there. And if... When we come back next year with season four, potential a potential season four, um, is that I have a feeling if they are if we are going to have a season four, is that these four then become good place architects. Mm. That might be a thing. 
So I'm going to leave that prediction in out there in the world and see what happens in a year's time. Because who knows, honestly, uh, where this, where Michael Schur could, could take this show. So, um... I mean, they all kind of are. They all kind of are. In that so, they're all... In that they've communi- communi- uh, That they've developed it together as, you know, a community and kind of... Yeah. Everyone's got a bit of say in what goes mm. on. Like, clearly Tahani was like, I want my big-ass mansion. <laughs> and... Which... It would have, will it be the same? I mean, yeah, of course it's going to be the same mansion. It's yeah. cheap filming places, but yes, it'd be interesting if it was a different one. Maybe, you know, maybe you will actually get the um, the the weird sex dungeon rooms that uh, um, Jamila was discussing on the podcast from a while back. Um, yeah, I I. Yeah, when I when I was watching this episode, I immediately thought back to um, a few months ago when we discussed um, predictions for season four. I was like, "Oh shit, I might have actually uh, been right about this." Uh, I just didn't, you know. I forgot that the good place writers like to compress plots into, you know, you know, uh, you know, we get seven seasons worth of plot in a season. So it, it stands to reason that yes, they definitely would have decided on And I do remember I do remember being like, they can't get back to the to the <laughs> Good place. Bad good place, bad place. Oh my goodness. That, like that's just how how will they do it? <laughs> it just that's so much content and Yes. Like maybe maybe in later seasons. Mm-hmm. Do you boy, uh, do you also I also forget that they go through, like, 17 seasons yeah. in one. Do you also remember we were talking about shitty Australian accents, and then I said something about, maybe next season we'll get shitty Canadian accents, and look where we ended up. We ended up in fucking rural <laughs> Alberta with bloody Michael McKeon, <laughs> Doug Forsett. So, um, so yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I act accurately predicted what happened um i'm just but you do get paychecks as a writer so yes uh nbc universal if you do happen to listen to this um shout out or maybe give me some kind of role potentially i'd love to be on it i don't see like you know (laughs) Who knows, right? We'll, we'll take a tour of the yeah, set. Yeah, I'd love to go and take a tour of the set and meet, you know, the cast and just like, holy shit, um, I love you all. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anything, come on. It's the good place. It's it's the it's the smartest, dumbest show on earth right Even now. Even a dress bitch t-shirt oh, would be no, nice. No, no, no. Oh, a bad place pin would be great. Love me, love me a bad place pin. Um, yeah, God. But yeah, um, the phone conversation. Yes. Also, I was thinking. So this is in the. This is in, Mindy Mindy Sinclair's backyard, and it's a very nice community. Uh However. I'm pretty sure she's not allowed to access it. I will say she's not allowed to access it because that would violate her 
it being a medium place. Um, it is her backyard, though. So I would say in it is her backyard, but oh, you it's not very medium. But place-y. you know, you know, there'll be a at least one episode where Derek and Mindy end up, you know, sauntering through the neighborhood. <laughs> Needing a cup of sugar. Yes. <laughs> I just need cocaine. Someone give me cocaine. Um, <laughs> Janet, give me cocaine. <laughs> oh, yeah, Derek Derek has summoning powers. He might be able to summon cocaine. No, he'll just summon, like, all-purpose flour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just pisses yeah. her off. Or even better, icing sugar. Um, <laughs> dear me. Oh. Well, I guess, you know, Derek has been rebooted 500,000 times, so... Maybe? Um, it will be... Yeah, it's just really poor quality cocaine. Cut. Yeah, no, it... You know, there's a gram of cocaine cut and diluted into, like, a ton of all-purpose flour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah. So that's that. And, oh, the the, the conversation between Sean... Michael, and then Vicky in a Michael skin suit. The mmm, bye, bitch. <laughs> this is oh. stuff I could have brought up about two years ago. Yes, Eleanor. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, God. Poor Ted. But honestly, like, and, you know, if, if um, all, all we're gonna s- <laughs> they could have but you know we you know it's fun it's fun to to leave these things for a while and <laughs> let it snowball and then um bring it up you know um when when the, the timing is right um i just love i just love that like mm, bye bitch ending to that phone call it's so great just seeing ted dancing Pretending to be Tia Sarkar, who plays Vicky, who is in character pretending to be Michael in a skin suit, saying, mm, bye, bitch. Just all kinds of happiness. Uh, um, but yeah. So, that's that episode. And now we get to the season final. Uh, this is where Michael in panic attack mode just crumbles to crumbles to his feet and Eleanor has to, you know, take over and run the show and we discover actually yeah, we basically kind of melded these last two episodes into <laughs> our previous conversation. But um yeah, it was and we discussed this in the beginning, it was difficult to um watch this again even with the full knowledge of what happens. Um it's just Chidi realizing that he needs to, you know, this, this was basically a kind of trolley problem for him. Um, saving the integrity of the, the experiment, the, re- the repeat of the experiment or, um, yeah, maintaining a relationship, um, you know, trying not to 
uh, I guess fall in love again with Simone. It's like yeah, he he realized that in order for the Soul Squad to have any chance of succeeding is that he needed to die in a way, and that was very painful um, to hear again. Um, and I'm sure I'll I'll still um, feel the same like months from now when I have to rewatch it in time for season four premiering. But yeah, uh, Nick, thoughts on Pandemonium? So so many. Oh my goodness! First, first, just a quick one to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. We have the question about is the number of people in the community significant? Mm-hmm. Now, as the Good Place podcast again points out, like all the numbers in this show have some amount of significance. Yes. So this, I'm pretty sure this is just Mike Shaw poking jabs at himself. Uh huh. Also, uh. The number three two two is is three is three significant figures. Is it? Well, yeah, it's, it's three significant figures. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, just just a good stem joke in there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, this like oh, uh, dear. Huh? Another writing job I have is when we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get Simone awake and she has her froyo, one of the flavors yes. is male coworker being called out for stealing your ideas. Now, the credited writers of this episode are Megan mm-hmm. Anram and and Jen Zatsky. Yes. Do you think that's a jab at, at someone stealing <laughs> at a male coworker stealing their writing ideas? Because I think so. Know, Maybe. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I think this is um. Megan's way of getting back at, um, there's a male writer that I believe was able to get a joke in about, in, in an Australia episode, is that she probably got so pissed at him getting that joke in. I believe it was the, uh, I can't remember. Is it the wee crumb from a land down under? That I is can't a- remember it. They're all terrible puns, and they deserve to go to the bad place for those puns. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think this is that was, um, or maybe yeah. that is like a subtle, like me too. Um, yeah. I mean that, but also don't steal people's <laughs> ideas in the workplace. Yeah. Just yeah. Dear me. Um, yeah. Uh, the last, the last, like, the scene with just Chidi and Eleanor watching their memories pass by was also, like, a good, a good walk down memory lane, like, for the most part. I mean, we get to see new stuff. Um, but it's, oh, watching, watching that was just like, oh, look at the pretty couple now that they're going. <laughs> now that, now that one of them has to have their mind wiped. It's just so much more painful. Yeah, that's that's what starts it for me. Where I'm just like, nah, nah, just nah. Can we not? Yeah, can we? Can, not? We, can we just not? Can I just like not watch this? Is this the type of thing where I can not watch it and it's just they just stuck in limbo forever? Yeah, yeah. It's like you wish, you so wish that it would be it'd be real great if they couldn't, but 
you know that it's happening and ugh. And I think Eleanor's last like monologue with Janet, that very last um scene in the cold um the clothes I'm sure that summed up a lot of the feelings of the audience about the fact that life is not fair um, when it comes to losing someone that you love and then, you know, and people have invested a lot into that relationship between those two characters. Um, and then to have that taken away, it does feel like, you know, you're screaming at the sky saying, why, why would you do this to us? But Janet being human, like, you know, within an, in- an inch of becoming an actual human person, saying, you know, stuff about the fun in humanity is just reveling in this thing that is pandemonium and, oh, uh, is, 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 that was, that was also really emotional, um, scene between those two and, oh boy. This this fucking show, <laughs> I swear to God. I know. Even um, uh, so, my favorite Jason moment of all time, like I said, is in this episode, and it's crushing mm. as well. It's the scene that yeah. starts with, "Will you remember pizza?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason. But it Jason. is also sad as well. Like it's like it's not that crushing sadness, but it's like no, he won't remember it. Like. He won't, re- yeah. Because you don't think about like you think, oh, you know, they'll just be able to wipe out before he met, before he met Simone. Well, that's before he met that all of before them. Before he met everyone. Like it's going to be when that aircon unit crushed yeah. his stupid little head. <laughs> it is. It is. We're going back to that, to that memory. Um, so, and you know, J- the look. Ma- the the look Manny gives when when he says you know that line of like you won't remember pizza is just like oh Jesus uh, yeah, Christ yeah. will you remember pizza will I remember what pizza is and Jason's just like <laughs> yeah yeah just nodding away yes mm-hmm. I'll still know what pizza is okay so it's not a total loss <laughs> no it's not but it's, it's like, not a total loss you still like remember pizza are- He'll remember the concept of pizza, but it's the... Oh, oh God. <laughs> I will say this right now. I'm so fucking glad Manny's taken because Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How? <sighs> Just... Oh, okay. Call back to... Call back to um, when the... Ja- uh, not the Janet's episode. The Book of Doug's episode, where they all end up in the Correspondence Centre. The line that Nicole Byer says as Gwendolyn, it's like, are are all humans on Earth this beautiful? <laughs> it's just like, are they? No, they're not, obviously. But I mean, you know, they're, they're, Jamila and Manny are, 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 you know, real pretty. And I am also very annoyed at the fact that their first kiss together was both their seventh kiss. Ever. I mean, they could be lucky people. What, squander kisses for the people that they actually love? Yeah. <clears throat> but still, only seven. Surely, surely more, right? 
But anyway, um, back to Pandemonium and the fact that Eleanor remembers that Chidi um, forced her to read Paradise Lost. God. And this Which is I where mean, we get... Is, is a struggle in itself. It is. Um, having having had to read sections of it in English in senior high school, that was um, a journey and a half to do. Um, I bet it could be one of the things where if I only read it, like if I was to read it slowly and actually read it for pleasure, I could probably get through it, but... Probably. It's, it's just one of these things where it's like that circular, overly flowing language that... Mm-mm-mm. digs deep holes and yeah I'll, I'll just yeah. prefer to read about Batman smashing the Joker's <laughs> face in again fair enough fair enough um, but yeah uh, so is there anything else um, Nick from this episode that you wanted to highlight in any way um uh, not really not really just people being legit snacks <laughs> oh my good lord <laughs> the delivery was great on that yeah. I have to say and yeah just Jeremy bury me baby oh that line oh dear yeah um, I-, I really hope they can resolve it some way where they can just end up chilling in the dot of the eye forever. Mm-mm. Maybe like, that will happen in the, you know, the the finale. Like, f- absolutely. Like as, as a great episode. role cre- Yeah, it's like a roll credits moment of just them being in that dot mm. would be a really nice way to close the show. It really would. On Honest to God, it really would. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess there's a few things that we need to address. So... Very recently, as the time of this recording, um, and Nick brought this up earlier, Blake Bortles has been officially dropped from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, obviously, Good Place Twitter community are very disappointed. (laughs) Um, So I replied to, um, I believe, Megan Amram's tweet about it and posited, you know, told the writers, you have to do at least one episode where Janet finds out about Blake Bortles being dropped from the Jags and tries so desperately not to tell Jason, but somehow she fails and accidentally slips it out. And cue Jason's uh, emotional grief loss arc, um, finding out that the, the, the pandemonium, the hype that is Bortles is no more. Um, you, could easily, you could also throw in like a sad Bortles... Molotov in there. Oh, I don't no. Know, I don't know what, what thing he sets on fire, sadly. But just, uh, like, maybe just, like, underarms that just, like, very soft underarms. Oh, you like, know what? You know what it would bottles. be? It would be, it would be Blake Bertles. It would be the stuffed bear that Janet oh, yeah. bought for him on Earth. And he would have it in the butthole. And upon finding out, Lights a crappy Molotov, (laughs) throws it, throws it at Blake Barrels and says, (laughs) Barrels. 
Or, or he oh. underarms the bear itself into like a fire and just like Beardles. Oh my god! <laughs> you just see the bear slowly, like the the artificial fire is just like melting into a ball. Oh, and it's just like the death of Jason's childhood. No. <laughs> but it also would be fun to just have like a random cameo of the real life Blake Bortles. Yeah, but no one would know who it is because it's a non not very well known american football player <laughs> like i don't know how much of crossover there is between actual jags fans and, and the good place i mean they got they got um manning to say duval so you know there are there are a lot of there's a significant following of jags um supporters that also watch the good place uh, so I'm sure that would be some sort of saccharin for them if, you know, Blake Bortles did end up on the show for like a hot minute. Um, just cause, you know, the Blake Bortles in that universe has died somehow. Uh, <clears throat> he, he died of embarrassment of being oh. dropped, dropped by the Jags. From the Jags. Oh, oh, that would be a plot twist, wouldn't it? Dear, dear. Dear me, um, I don't think there are any real life plot things that might affect the show. Uh, no, so um, and uh, we've done a lot of predicting for season four. So I guess we'll get into a few questions that a friend, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Tishmora, from uh, at Tish Talk. Casey Artishok on Twitter. Um, she's she's a friend of ours that you know has her own radio show in the states on KCR College Radio. Um, go listen to them on SoundCloud or on TuneIn. They it, it it's good shit. Um, and and she won um, a broadcasting award with um, Josh Gilbertson and Ryan Way Mueller for um the show that they did like last year so props to them um she sent us a few questions about the good place so i guess nick and i will address them now because it is the last episode we've got um for the current series so first question nick would you end up in the good or bad place i mean at the moment the bad place no one's gonna the good place oh yes yes same i think um if if you have a look at what happens in both realms, um, bad place, bad place, yeah, probably. Um, and I mean, I see, I see a lot of like cheating in myself as well, which only dooms <laughs> me. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, and there's a follow up question for that: is that what would be your ideal good place, and uh, what would be your worst bad place? already said no glitter thanks uh-huh like, so is there is there a place that comes to mind like a comic book shop i or... mean it would be nice to have like just a big ass library of just like all the reading materials you could ever want like mm-hmm. well i mean that's just a janet she's being like yo janet i want this book but yeah yeah i mean as much as you say you didn't like the 
post office type good place room. That's mm-hmm. it seems nice. It's like I like that type of thing. The night, the timber and the. Mm-hmm. I think everything you hate about it, I like about it. <laughs> I just it just conjures up a smell of like mold for me. Uh, but I guess yeah, it's like old old age I paper. I no no see that's the thing it's like I do like the smell of books. Um it's just the carpet that freaks me out with the fact that it is carpet um that could trap moisture and you know. Uh, what would be your worst bad place though? I mean it's more just whatever they're going to be torturing me with penis bees. Uh, having to watch Married at First Sight over and over again. Oh, no. Nothing but maths. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. Oh, God. Um, yeah, okay. So, for me, what I would... What would I... Actually, this is an inter- interesting question that I'll flip on you, Nick, is that what do you think my good place is? The, the set of a cooking show. <laughs> Why do you see? Well, you were you were quite obsessed with both food and cooking shows. Yeah, that's true. Just having nice uh, food and watching people cook, and I say I think you could dig that. See, but I okay, fair enough. But I also okay. This is what I envision my good place would be. It would be, um. What would I say it would be? It would be a cafe attached to a library. Um, you know, because I like learning about new shit. So that is kind of what I'd like my good place to be is good food, good coffee, and obviously good reads. Um, that is my ideal good place. But I guess also in terms of weather-wise, I would not want it to be any... Higher than 20 degrees Celsius. Um, this past week of 30, almost 40 degrees Celsius has proven that once again, uh, then I'm a cold boy. <laughs> you were definitely living in the wrong state then. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, a uh, bad place would probably be continually watching My Kitchen Rules and Married at First Sight at the same time. Because You're not a I big fan of My Kitchen Rules. My Kitchen Rules? No. It is no, just all drama, though. I care and not, I care not for... It's just yeah, all the... I care not for shitty reality television. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, there is another question. Take a look. Uh, best ship of the show... Oh, God, they're all good. That's but if you had to hard. choose one... I mean, that's that's hard, yo. <laughs> Tisha, like, why you make this hard? Yeah, I mean, I am quite fond of Jason Janet. They're uh-huh. just so cute. <laughs> and I would... Yeah. And I feel like they definitely work. Mm, like mm, opposed mm. opposed to Cheedy and Eleanor, where, like, I mean, it grows and eventually, yeah, for sure they work, but it's not something that like instantly hits. Mm-hmm. But the 
dumb social guy and the smart, not so socially aware robot lady. Yes. Of which she's not neither. a woman, not a robot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think like that always worked in the yeah. show. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with with Jason Janet. And I think I would agree. Um, that is the best, like you know, the purest, most wholesome ship of the show. Uh, yeah. I mean, you even in in this load of episodes, you even look at when. Jason goes to talk to Janet in the book of dogs. Like Janet mm. is beaming. She's smiling ear to ear. I know. And he's just like, this entity is completely infatuated with this dum dum. It's not infatuation. She is fully in love with with the sweet oh, yeah, baby yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um Yeah, definitely. Those two. Um and there's one last question. How would you personally solve the trolley problem? Well, the, well, it's what variation of the trolley problem? Because there's so many I variations. Believe the, we're going with um, the... If one. we're going with the classic trolley problem, which is 1v5 and you choose, um, no, no uh, other variables to influence your decision. If I mean, it depends what mood I'm in. Uh-huh. There's many a mood where I could be like, fuck that, if I can take five people down, I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. It is, yeah, and this is the thing with um, pure uh, theoretical, philosophical scenarios is that absent of context, um, I would say I would have to choose the one. Have you seen, okay, there's a video um, somewhere, I believe, on YouTube or Reddit. Um, that someone uploaded about um, a parent um, asking the child to figure out the trolley oh, problem. Yeah. Have you seen that video <laughs> where the child then just grabs the the one person and puts puts them with the f- uh, the group of five and then smashes the train into them, <laughs> takes them all out. True, <laughs> true anarchy, ladies and gentlemen. I am that oh, child children. sometimes. Oh, children. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. You're just like no, fuck the world. I'm taking as many cunts with me. That is that is like the nihilistic um, solution to the trolley problem. <laughs> uh, call back to Nietzsche, um, but yeah. So, I mean, and the I, I believe the correct answer to the trolley problem is mm-hmm. because you control the switches. If mm-hmm. you can jam the switches halfway and you just jump the tracks. No one dies. Mm, that's true. All you have to do is hit hit it. Uh, that that also, uh, yeah, you could kind of even with a slight turn, you can still kind of jump the tracks. See, all mm-hmm. you got to do is jump the tracks, and you win. Yeah. Hey presto, um, I am absolved of any wrongdoing. I mean. The, the resulting train accident may end up taking out all of them, but, I mean... You know, it was no longer your decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tried As to not were? kill them, opposed to yes. the you actual trolley problem to... where, yes. where you are still killing someone. In this, you're trying to not kill someone, and I think yes. that absolves you of your sins. 
<laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah. Um, anything else? You, uh, any other future predictions you wanted to add before I begin closing? Um. Well, I, I do have a question. In what do you think your good place would smell like? Uh coffee and books. Coffee and books. Yes. So okay. So Again, hen- hence why my good place would be a cafe attached to a massive library. Yeah, but you're not uh, going to have like, I suppose, not everyone likes the smell of chlorine and puke. I mean, I think very no, few people do. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do, because I was thinking about it, I was like, maybe like, um, like I quite like the smell of ammonia sometimes. Like there's many a lab chemical <laughs> But I actually enjoy the oh, smell you know, of okay, okay, because it makes okay. me feel quite not well, not at home, but uh huh. Uh, what else is there? If I'm, those okay. terrible chemicals. Oh, if I organics. if I'm going back to organics. Oh, oh my god, mate. I love the smell of organics, mate. Like sweet. If I'm organics. going back to my ooh, <sighs> if I'm going back to my STEM days, um, research days, xylene. Um, yeah. As, as, as deadly as it is, it, is, it is a nice smell. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you're slowly, um, uh, what is it? you're slowly preserving yourself from the inside out. But just, my God, xylene is a <laughs> just keep that uh, butric acid away. That that's the one thing. Oh, mm. Have all the chemicals, but butric acid. <laughs> that stuff just peg out windows, yo. Oh, but yeah. Which, which ironically, I think would be the only chemical Eleanor would like the smell of. <laughs> Probably. Um, which, there's a good chance. But for, for the non-stem boys, it pretty much just smells like rotting meat and vomit and yeah. all those disgusting, pungent smells. Mm-hmm. It, as even a small amount can gas out an entire lab. Just opening yeah. up the bottle and, oh, that lab is ruined for the next hour. Yeah, that's why you put them in, uh, in ventilation hoods. Yeah, <laughs> but, but for first-year labs, they don't because they want you oh. to suffer. Oh, my God. Why? Why? <sighs> Dear. Um, I guess I have one more prediction. I would like to see long boy Larry Hemsworth make an appearance somehow next season. Um, I've technically that could be an antagonist for Jason. Yes, like yes, because because because, because um, what he what Larry would see is that Jason is the reason uh, he and Tahani broke up. Yes. Mm. But mm. then, do we have the same issue as we have with Simone? Where, where he would have too oh, okay. much. Where oh, Tahani? No, 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 because I don't mean with Tahani, just with Larry. But he didn't know that oh, much. Okay. Like Simone no, knows. He didn't. Simone knows a lot, a, a lot about more. the near death experiences and yes. how. But I mean, as far as Larry knows, they went. Actually, well, no, no, because it's obvious that they died in Canada. Yes. So, because John knows that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a Larry Hemsworth. Maybe. Th- that would be, be interesting. interesting. 
yeah definitely interesting um so hmm no, I, yeah. I, I mean this isn't much of a prediction but I think we have a bumpy road ahead of us oh hella bumpy um, I foresee conflict and uh, discontent between everyone throughout yeah, between everyone for at least the first seven episodes. Um, so I was going to say at least two, the, the, at least the first two, but you know, no, 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 no. But this yeah, is. I, th- I think they're only going to get worse. I think the yeah. first two is going to be like a like big Eleanor moments of her trying to deal with Shady. Yep. But mm, after I think that, the, who knows? So f- so far as we know. Oh, actually, I only mm. just thought about this. Imagine mm-hmm. if, because it happened before, if Chidi and Simone get together. Oh. That's going to happen. That's my prediction. Chidi and Simone get together. Okay. That will be interesting. Oh, oh my God. No. Don't do it. That's going to... Oh, that's going to hurt. <laughs> that's, as much as I love them as a couple as well. Uh-huh. It, it will hurt. Oh, Eleanor. that that's gonna hurt, especially after yeah, after pandemonium. Yeah. Oh man, why did I just think of that? <laughs> because the Good Place is the smartest, dumbest show on earth right now. Um, God. Anyway, um, we'll start closing off. So what we'll do is we'll do a little segment we call "What's Good." Um, we are taking this from The Good Place, the podcast. It's a segment where they get people to talk about what's good in their lives. Um, shout out any um, organizations that they're uh, supporting or just anything that they found um, in their life that's good. Nick, now, what's good? because this is our fifth episode, I was running on blanks. So, okay. I instead asked my mother... Mum, what's good? And she said cheese. She says cheese is good. Cheese is a good snack. You can pair mm-hmm. it with biscuits. You can pair it with olives. It's tasty. It's salty. It's sweet. Cheese is what is good. Okay. No no, no cheese in particular? No. No, she's just... Okay, just cheese in she general. Loves, she loves all the cheese. I see. I, I, I myself see, fucking see. hate cheese. <laughs> Not because you're lactose intolerant or anything. It's well, just yes, you it's dis- mainly just the lactose intolerance. Ah, uh, uh, I see, I see, I see. Um, what's good, eh? I might do a mic sure and do multiple what's goods. Um, so in the realm of um, crisis support organizations, um, I believe Q Life is good. QLife is an Australian uh, crisis support service that is specifically um, was specifically created for the LGBTIQA plus community. Um, they they are basically counselors. They work much like um, the one eight hundred respect team, the people that also run Kids Helpline, uh, Lifeline, those sorts of things. But for specifically the lgbtiq plus community for anyone that is listening from the community if you ever feel the need like you need to talk to someone 
that is from that community or is an ally of the community, definitely go hit them up. Um, you can just Google their contact number or, you know, web chat function because web chat is also a thing now, a days. Um, people don't necessarily like to um, talk on the phone with someone. So, you know, web chat also. So QLife is good. Um, yeah. In the realm of um, people on this particular show that I love, Manny Jacinto. <laughs> Not just because he's Filipino, uh, although that has a lot to do with it, um, and the fact that he's very attractive, but also the amount of humor that someone that uh, can convey um, through their face alone um, is good um, and able to keep. Just, just there's a lot of things that Manny has done this season, from the the teary like farewell to Chidi in in this episode and then um him and Eugene Cordero or Pillboy doing the 23 step uh you know handshake secret handshake that they do and like from previous seasons he he's he does so much just in facial expressions alone and and the fact that you know we're able to see Filipino representation on on Western media that is not something that I have seen in a long long time. So yeah, in that particular realm, Manny Jacinto is good. Um, is there anything else that I would say? Uh, the one last thing I would say, Nick, I'm gonna steal yours is um, yours from a few uh, episodes ago. Is uh, Great Mates? Great Mates is good. We, uh, and I'm sure people will be, you know, dead tired of me repeating myself again. Um, if they've listened to previous episodes, uh, from my birthday episode a few months ago to the Q&A episode that I did, Let's Get Deeper, go and listen to that mini series as well, uh, which we premiered earlier this year. Current mates are good. Um, and just because they were crazy enough to say yes, but also we are a crazy supportive group of people, very diverse, with not just in terms of, you know, personal identity or what we do, it's the ideas that they bring forward and the relationships that we've had. And yeah, great mates are good. So, Nick, where can people find you if people want to find you? People can find me at Nick Landcroon on Twitter and Instagram. Sweet. And you can find me basically everywhere as a Pinoy, A-B-A-N-G-P-I-N-O-Y. Come and hit us up either on our socials. Um, if you want to find out what the other great mate socials are, listen to our previous episodes and find them in the descriptions of, um, of those episodes. Hit us up, uh, on our podcast socials. We're found on Instagram and Twitter, great mates podcast. Um, feel free to send us questions there, leave your feedback. Um, interact with us. We really want to get more interaction, especially in the next, um, you know, as, as we come up to season three of Great Mates. Feel free to sub, or sub to us on any podcast platform that you listen on. iTunes, um, Spotify, Google Play Music, tune in basically everywhere. You can sub to a podcast. We should probably be there. If we're not, let us know and we'll do our best to get us on there. Um, leave us a rating and review um, on iTunes and you know 
let us know what your good place, ideal good place would be. So yeah, this is going to be it for this mini series and for summer. We will be, as you may have seen, we have announced that season three of the Great Mates podcast is coming very soon. So yeah, this is going to be it. We have had a lot of fun uh, recording these, uh, this mini series, the Let's Get Deeper mini series, and the summer episodes that we've had premiere this year in summer. But we're so keen to get back into regular podcasting. So that is going to be it for this mini series. If you do want us to do more, Kim's Convenience is definitely going to be something that we will do probably in the regular season but we we will be nice and wait for season three to officially premiere on netflix to give our thoughts on kim's um probably you know queer eye but if you have any other suggestions that you've heard us talk about shows that you've heard us talk about um that you want us to go into more depth and do a little bit of spoiler casting feel free to let us know it's been fun thank you for listening share us to your friends um so there is one other thing that we will do. Well, two other things, really, that we've taken from The Good Place, the podcast. If you haven't, you know, listened to it, go listen to it as well. And this is a poem that was written by Emily Dickinson. It's called Parting. My life closed twice before its close. It yet remains to see if immortality unveil a third event to me. So huge, so hopeless to conceive at these that twice befell. Parting is all we know of heaven and all we need of hell. Thank you for listening to us here on Spoilers for Days. As I said before, season three of the Great Mates podcast is coming soon. So get ready. And one more thing. Eat butt, you ding dong. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Where are we going?